Bethany, we are an inclusive faith community. No matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter where you are today, you are welcome. I'm Zane, a member of the Bethany community, and I'm glad you've chosen to worship with us today. Normally, right now, we greet one another, so take a minute and do that in kind. Say hello, good morning, peace be with you. Tell us where you're worshiping from and who you're worshiping with. Let's greet one another. Abraham ran to greet them, 
Please, come and rest, he said. Here's cool water to wash your feet. I'll bring you food for you to eat. Sarah baked bread with her best flour, and Abraham prepared a young calf for a feast, since they had nothing. When the food was ready, he served the strangers inside. And the visitors were pleased with how kind and generous Abraham was. Do you ever have guests at your house? You find them with food for guests, isn't it? Special food. That's what Abraham did. We are angels sent by God, the visitors said. When we return, Sarah will have a baby. Sarah was listening from the tent. I'm too old to have a baby. The angel said, nothing is too hard or too wonderful for God. And just as promised, Sarah gave birth to a baby boy. She said, God has given me a child to bring laughter into my life. Abraham and Sarah thanked God and named their son Isaac, which means laughter. Would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you for laughter. Thank you for keeping your promises. Amen. Our text today ordinarily begins in Genesis 18, when we tell this story, but we're going to back up and tell the part that happens right before that in chapter 17. So we're going to start in 17, verses 15 through 17, and we'll jump to chapter 18 and pick up verse 21. So, good luck. So in chapter 17, God said to Abraham, As for your wife Sarai, you will no longer call her Sarah. Her name will now be Sarah. I will bless her and give you a son from her. I will bless her so that she will become nations and kings of people will come from her. Abraham fell on his face and laughed. He said to himself, Can a hundred-year-old man become a father? Or a 99-year-old woman, a mother. And then from chapter 18. The Lord appeared to Abraham at the oaks of Mamre, while he sat at the entrance of his tent in the day of peace. He looked up and suddenly saw three men standing near him. And as soon as he saw them, he ran from his tent entrance to greet and draw them to he said, sirs, if you would be so kind, don't just pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought so that he may wash his feet and refresh himself under the tree. Let me offer you a little bread so that you'll feel stronger. And after that, you may leave your servant and go on your way since you visited your servant. They responded, fine. Do just as you said. So Abraham hurried to Sarah at his tent and said, Hurry, 
make me the three measures of the finest flour and make some baked goods. Mabel and ran to the cattle and took a healthy young calf of which she had no service to prepare to cook it. Then Abraham's his butter, milk, and the calf that had been prepared, put the food in front of them, and stood under the tree near them and baked it. They said to him, Where's your wife Sarah? And he said, Right here in the tent. And then one of them said, I will definitely return to you about this time next year. And then your wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah was listening at the tent door behind her. Now Abraham and Sarah were both very old. Sarah was no longer infertile. So Sarah laughed to herself, thinking, I'm no longer able to have children, and my husband's old. The Lord said to Abraham, Why does Sarah laugh and say, You this first at my age? Is anything too difficult for the Lord? When I return to you about this time next year, Sarah will have a son. Sarah lied and said, I didn't know. Then she was frightened. But he said, No, you lied. from chapter 21. The Lord was attentive to Sarah just as he had said, and the Lord carried out just what he had promised her. She became pregnant and gave birth to a son for Abraham who was old at the very time God had spoken. Abraham named his son, the one Sarah bore him, Isaac, meaning laughter. Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, just as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born. Sarah said, God has given me laughter. Everyone who hears about it will laugh with me. She said, who could have told Abraham that Sarah would bear a son? But now I've given birth to a son when he is old. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our summer series this year is all about unraveling, seeking God when our plans just fall apart. 2020 seems like the right year to talk about plans falling apart, doesn't it? We are taking a master class in adjustment and flexibility. Just when we think we've got some new plan figured out in our lives or in society, things shift again under our feet and we have to make new plans and do it. So this summer we're talking about biblical stories where things fall apart. Sometimes in devastating ways and sometimes in ways that bring surprising luck. Two weeks ago we talked about Rizpah and how her grief was so overwhelming that then it gave birth to Rizpah. And last week we talked about Peter and how his certainty crumbled and how that unraveling of the chance for Jesus to reach out and come to him. This week we have Sarah and Abraham, our mother and father in faith. They are no paragons of purity or moral uprightness. They have plenty of flaws. 
They are regular people, just like us, who decided to follow God. And when they decided to follow God, they were young adults, still living at home. And God led them all over the place over the course of their lives, crossing to bless them and through them to bless the world. Lots of them. Nations of babies. And so Abraham and Sarah had a plan for their lives, and it involved dozens of chubby cheeked, smushy babies, and grandbabies, and great grandbabies. And it didn't happen. Year after year passed, and they didn't have babies. Not even. Maybe you know exactly what that feels like. Joseph and I struggled, Joseph's my husband, Joseph and I struggled with infertility for years. We ultimately had children through the miracle of in vitro fertilization, and we had two kids with that. But I remember hating this story in our harvest days. No one had promised you a baby. It didn't seem like it would ever happen. We planned to have children, but for a time, those plans fell apart before our eyes. I mention all that to say that if you're in that kind of place right now and you hate this story, that's okay. You're allowed to skip it. I also want to say that babies aren't the only thing that can be born. New life takes shape in our lives in all manner of ways. Things are always being born. Sarah and Abraham lived through years of hoping and wishing and praying and nothing happened. And at some point after those plans seemed to have fallen apart, I think they probably adjusted and made new plans to live their lives they settled in to a new status quo. Maybe they were dying for Christmas. Imagine as years pass, they gradually gave up on that promise. And understandably, too. I think we all know how that feels, too. Dreams pass us by. The moment passes. There's change in ourselves or in our society that we are longing to see, and then it just seems like it's never going to come. We have those pesky habits of character that drive us and the people around us crazy, and it just seems like they're never going to heal. We live with injustice, and sometimes we nurse our hope against hope that it's going to change. And we hear that the moral arc of the universe is wrong, but that things are expected, but sometimes it seems sci-fi. We gradually let go of dreams of change and newness. We settle into the reality of days. 
and one gives away life. If you want an image of that kind of subversive joy, we don't have to look any further than the pride celebrations all around us this month. Pride is born out of adversity and oppression and claiming in the face of that human dignity and love and joy and laughter. We just fight it out. That joy has become a sign of new birth for generations to come. There's no telling when our plans are going to fall apart. And sometimes we're going to laugh with cynicism and disbelief. Sometimes our plans unravel and we're surprised by joy. And the most faithful thing we can do when that happens is seize hold of that joy for all our might and not let it go and throw back our heads and laugh in spite of it all. So as your plans unravel in the days and weeks and months ahead, May there be joy. May we have laughter this year. Amen.
broken. This community is far more than just 42 minutes on a Sunday morning. We meet together virtually right now throughout the week in small groups, and I'd love to get you connected to some of that if you're looking for more community and connection in your life. You're welcome to email me directly. My email is pastor.wiles at gmail.com. I'd love to be in touch. This is an open-hearted, open-handed, generous congregation with purposefully welcoming, centered on the vibrancy of God, and reaching out in mission. This community is one that is deeply generous, and I am so grateful for that. Your generosity allows us to worship in this way, allows us to continue to pay our employees, allows us to give to dozens of organizations here in town. If you've never given to Bethany before, you can do that at bethanytacoma.org backslash give. You can set up a one-time or a recurring gift that way. If you give regularly, thank you for your generosity. We share our resources and we share our hearts together. We pray with and for one another every single week. We pray for the big joys in our lives and we pray for the sorrows. We pray for our world that's giving us hope, where we are lacking in spite of it all, and where faith and our hearts too. So I want to invite you to share your prayer requests in the comments. I'll be responding to them as we pray.
last to make plans fall apart, last in spite of it all. Go, yes we go, may we go with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the unending love of God, and the power of the Holy Spirit, this day, and unto your life eternal. Amen. Thank you.